0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, September 4th, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini.
1: And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves.
0: Ashley, a little longer break for us than originally intended, but we are back. And fortunately, because we are, are never short of content here, we did have something in the podcast feed every day of our long Labor Day weekend. First up, Jane Simpson interviewed the phenomenal playwright, Bess Wall, on Saturday's episode of StageCraft. Then on Sunday, Peter, James, and Jan uh, talked about uh, a bunch of different stuff, including uh, Best Walls Make Believe from Second Stage and Because Love of when dixie at the Goodspeed Opera House. Then on Monday, James had a special episode where he interviewed David Zelnick and Eric Savijor, yeah, I don't know, um, <laughs> about their podcast musical Loveville High, which features a bunch of uh, different actors, including some Broadway names, including uh, Haley Kilgore. And then yesterday, I had my latest Tell Me More episode, where I interviewed Kyle Taylor Parker about his new album, uh, Broadway Soul Volume 1. So plenty of stuff in the podcast feed to catch you up. But actually, we are back and better than ever here, uh, or at least back better than ever. We're
1: we're, we're certainly better than ever is objective, (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, We're we're here. Uh, We're back one way or the other, Um, but uh, we are going to start this week actually with some news, which isn't really news, but kind of is news because the first two stories that we are going to talk about, we actually talked about last time we were together on Friday's episode um, because they both appeared in Michael Riedel's Thursday night column in part because there's additional information on both of them on Friday morning. A report by Michael Paulson of the New York Times, which wasn't supposed to run until Tuesday, but Riedel threw a wrench into that schedule, confirmed that Katrina Link and Patti Lapone would be coming back to Broadway this spring for the gender bent production of Company, directed by Marion Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> the show will begin performances on March 2nd at the Bernard B. Jacobs Theater with an opening night on composer Stephen Sondheim's 90th birthday, which is March 22nd. Um, A short turnaround for previews there, and that's kind of interesting because... One of the things that the Times article mentioned that Riedel did not is that this will not be a 100% carbon copy of the Olivier winning West End production. Instead, Elliot will be reworking some staging and some scenes and potentially sets. The casting will look slightly different than the one in London, and perhaps some additional tweaks to script and score might be coming as well. Now, actually, we still have six months until performances begin, but tickets do go on sale to American Express cardholders on October 3rd, then audience rewards members on the 14th, and finally to the unkempt masses on October 21st. (laughs) I will be jumping on that audience reward date right away.
1: I have a friend with an Amex card. There you go. Even better.
0: <laughs> Can I get one in uh, a month and a half? Is that what it is? Yeah. Hey, we'll, um,
1: we'll, we'll talk anyway. later. Anyway,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, the show, from what I understand, is mostly, if not completely cast, but I have no idea as to when the rest of the company will be announced. Hey. Um, uh, hey, see what I did there? Hey, I uh, did. I would guess that they will be doling out those announcements every week or two because there are some very familiar names still left to be announced. Um, And I think that they, you know, pairing two or three of them at a time together, maybe four, um, would continue to keep the excitement high for the production leading up to each of those on sale dates. But I'm hoping we get. More information soon on this Ashley, as I am sure you are as well,
1: it's like the Hades town cast recording of casting <laughs> announcement
0: character drops we're just gonna
1: yeah we're gonna do character drops and packages. I'm here for it. I'm just happy we got any official announcement at this point it It took so long it was just an absurd amount of time of just waiting and waiting, so I'm delighted, obviously i'm gonna. Be going after those October third tickets, and then just moving into the Jacobs.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, it, it did take a little while, especially because it was so anticipated. As soon as they mm-hmm. did it in London, and it was loved, like everyone was like, "Oh, it's coming to Broadway." We oh, yeah, started hearing rumors, and yeah. there was a press release ready, and it kept getting delayed. So the wait has kind of had different. Waves, and we're still going to have a few more waves until some of these other folks are announced.
1: It was all to trick, Ashley <laughs> <And I was laughs> like, we're just going to keep holding back.
0: Yeah well, <laughs> the other announcement that we got, actually, actually actually came on Tuesday morning, and that mm-hmm. is that the original London cast of the Lehman Trilogy will be bringing the show. Back to New York, this time to Broadway, following its sold-out run at the Park Avenue Armory this past spring. This time, as Riedel reported, it will be playing Broadway's Nederlander Theater. However, while Riedel said in the post that it would be coming in this fall, which never made a whole lot of sense considering that Harry Connick Jr. is already announced to be opening in the house in December, and there might be another little concert thing going in there before that, instead, Simon Russell Beale, Adam Godley, and Ben Miles will bring the Sam Mendes-directed show show to Broadway with performances beginning on March 7th, not the fall. Um, Ashley Paulson noted on Twitter that this is the 13th new play announced for the Broadway season. I've been saying it on here for a while now for months now, Mm -hmm. but I think this season is stacking up to be one of the best in recent memory for both plays and musicals. One of the big, one of the big musicals that I thought was going to be coming in when I started saying this, it doesn't look like it is coming in, but what we have both, new and revival on both sides of the play musical divide is really really exciting
1: definitely and some really interesting choices as well i mean there seems to be a lot more risk maybe than i've seen in some recent years so it's nice to see both you know transfers coming from the west end but as well as new uh new productions that are going straight to broadway as well as revivals that we haven't seen in a while I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season, and looking forward to seeing what happens at the Tonys when those come around.
0: Yeah, there it should be some it's very be intense competition. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. All right, well, Ashley, one of the shows that will not be a part of that Tony competition, but is still yet the toughest ticket to get in town, that is the Shakespeare in the Park Public Works production of Disney's Hercules, and. Nice thing about it being the toughest ticket is if you do get them, they're free. So, I mean, at least you're not paying an arm and a leg. But directed by Public Works co-founder Lear de Bessonet and directed by Chase Brock, the show features a new book by Christopher Diaz and new songs by Alan Menken and David Zippel to add to their score from the film. Starring Jelani Aladdin, Christopher Rodriguez, Roger Bart, James Monroe Iglehart, Jeff Hiller, Ramona Keller, Rima Webb, and more, the show is a sensation either despite or because of its week-long run. Well, over the holiday weekend, reviews were released and they are really strong, despite it being kind of a, you know, an unusual type of production coming from public works. Jesse Green of the New York Times made the show a critic's pick, writing, quote, happily, the changes the creative team has instituted to make Hercules suitable today are entirely successful. Much of the new material is better than the old and the public works format is strong enough to transform even middle brown mass entertainment into meaningful political theater. Now, Sarah Holderin for Vulture was a little more mixed, more so on public works format in general than the actual content of Hercules. She wrote, quote, It seems grinchy to resist getting swept up in it, meaning public works. After all, the mission of public works is good as gold and better. And I'm still not entirely convinced that the results call for traditional criticism. What the bright, earnest productions lack in nuance, they make up for in goodwill. And that's not nothing. This time, the material fully suits the message. Hercules may not be the most complex of Disney's animated features, but it's got zip and charm to it. In fact, there's something almost impressive about the way it manages to start with a myth that's completely devoid of inner conflict and all about external feats of super strength, and graft into it the theme of every Disney movie in the history of time, I'm a misfit, where do I belong? And finally, Matt Winman of AM New York gave the show three out of four stars, writing, quote, the 100 minute production is breezy, visually flashy and meaningfully inclusive. Personally, personally, I prefer it over many of the shows that Disney has brought to Broadway over the past 25 years. Now, actually, those reviews had absolutely nothing to do with the fact that this show was a sensation because it was a mm-hmm. sensation at the minute it was announced. Yeah. But. Um, The demand was so strong that they added an extra performance for tonight at 8 p.m. You can enter the lottery between 12 a.m. Eastern Time and 12 p.m. Eastern Time, and winners will be announced between noon and 4 p.m. I will not be entering for obvious logistical reasons, but for <laughs> anyone out there. May the odds be ever in your favor. I'm
1: considering going after it. You'll know. You have to. uh, Yeah, I know. You'll know whether, you know, if I'm on the show tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: true. That's true. (laughs) Um, Now, actually, I, I don't know what the future holds for Hercules as a stage property. It's obviously would be very tough to take the public works format to any commercial production. Right. So things would likely have to change. But I would be shocked if, A, we didn't get a cast album. And, B, that Disney didn't continue to develop this in some form or another over the next few years. The demand for this show alone and the excitement for it right. um, it just shows you that this is an audience that wants to see this show on stage.
1: Right. Yeah, I've talked about this a lot with people over the past couple of days as far as you know, people asking if I've heard anything about it transferring either to off-Broadway or to Broadway, and it would be great to see it developed in some form. I really hope there's a cast album that comes out of that, and as you said, the demand is so high, you would think they would do something with it in some form, but, you know, logistics are always a question.
0: Yeah, I, I... I don't know if it would transfer in this form. its I mean, right, they cut yeah. it down to 100 minutes. They would oh, probably yeah. want to make They'd it a full-length show. But I just would be shocked if they didn't keep both Christopher Diaz and Lear de Bessonnet yeah. is part of it. You don't give people of their stature the opportunity to take, to take the first crack at material right. yeah. and then be like,
1: okay, we're done. <laughs> it's you, done forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: you had a week and a half to to run the shows. We're going to peace out and go find someone else to develop right. it for either licensing or for commercial purposes. Sure. I would imagine that, obviously, Zippel and Minkin aren't going anywhere. But um, if this does have a life, I would, I would guess that Debessene and and Diaz would be a part of it in whatever form that
1: is. I hope so.
0: All right, Ashley, let's move on to last week's Broadway receipts. Unsurprisingly, the grosses got a goosing thanks to the Labor Day weekend, despite being down a show following the closing of what the Constitution means to me. Now, being down a show from the previous week didn't hurt too much because the bottom line actually moved up almost $666,000. Ooh, ooh.
1: So it happens when so- you have two shows with Hades going
0: on simultaneously. <laughs> oh, um I think it was Haley St. James on Twitter. Oh my god, so Said, d d to Hades when there's a picture of <laughs> favorite, Roger Bart and uh, uh, and uh, Patrick, uh, Page. Patrick Page, right, yeah. So, yeah, which they... is a brilliant, brilliant caption to that picture.
1: Favorite but... tweet. They nailed it.
0: Yeah, they did. Um, anyway, okay. So um, last week, seven shows saw six-figure week-over-week increases. Ain't Too Proud actually had the highest increase at $126,369, followed closely by Book of Mormon, Tootsie, Beautiful, Wicked, To Kill a Mockingbird, and Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Only two shows actually saw numbers in the red, Frozen at 58k and the Lion King at 38K. Obviously, look for Disney to announce bankruptcy filings uh, because of that in the next day or so.
1: <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> After a couple of weeks south of three million dollars, Hamilton is back in that rarefied air, grossing three million fourteen thousand two hundred twelve bucks. It was followed by Moulin Rouge at 2.1, and despite its deadly week to week drop, Lion King still managed to scrape by on just over two million dollars. The other shows north of seven figures include To Kill a Mockingbird, Ain't Too Proud, Wicked, Aladdin, Hadestown, Cursed Child, Dare of in The Book of Mormon, Frozen, Phantom of the Opera, and Beetlejuice. Despite the strong week overall, only six of the 24 shows running were actually above 100% of their gross potential. So, normally, actually, I would think, okay, things are going to take a downturn now because the unofficial summer is behind us. But this summer has been so weird, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, other than the obvious holiday weekend bump, that we more or less just kind of stayed flat from where we've been the last few weeks all those shows closed in mid-August early in mid-August that I feel like we're just kind of there obviously the next few months as shows open that will change the dynamics but like i don't expect to see a huge drop over the coming weeks post labor day
1: don't expect to see a huge drop and don't expect to see really anything maybe one show which we talked about tootsie maybe closing but besides that i mean theaters are full and i can't expect anything else is gonna be exiting anytime soon
0: No, I uh, completely agree. All right, let's close out the show with a little bit more news here. And, Ashley, I am breaking into regularly scheduled programming because a new interview was just released, uh, like, right as we were getting ready to record in Time Magazine. And it features – I mean, the the interview subject is Ryan Murphy. They talk all about – his upcoming three hundred million dollar deal with Netflix and all the things he's producing. We already knew about the Boys in the Band, and we know about the fact that they're doing a big screen or whatever feature version of The Prom. Yeah. Also announced. Oh. Uh, Ryan Murphy and I'm reading this from uh, Time Magazine. He will be bringing to the screen a a chorus line will unfold as a Whoa. ten pa- a ten part miniseries.
1: Okay.
0: Going, g- giving a chorus line the Fosse-Verdon treatment, which is quite exciting.
1: Wow, um,
0: okay. Yeah, so that's very good there, and I'm reading through here. It also looks like, this is again quoting from Time Magazine, Hollywood featuring Patti Lapone and Holland Taylor mm. will debut in May and look at Hollywood and the sex industry and how absolutely everything has changed. And nothing has changed. Um, so uh, lots of great stuff in here. Um,
1: Ryan Murphy is about to make up all of my future programming. <laughs> yeah, he's
0: I'm just he's currently watching
1: Ryan Murphy, the corporation. Nothing yeah. else.
0: He's already um editing uh Ratchet, a movie yeah. origin story about one flew over the cuckoo's nest nerds Ratchet, starring Sarah Paulson. So between Sarah Paulson and Holland Taylor, that family's doing very well with Ryan Murphy lately. Love it. So yeah. So anyway, so that's there. That was not in my original script. So let's get to the rest of this. Uh, we learned recently that the great Andrea Burns and Caroline McNinney had joined the company of the upcoming Rose Tattoo on Broadway, led by Marissa Tomei. The show also includes Tina Binko, Greg. Hildreth, Ellen Marie Marsh, Constance, Schulman, and more. Performances begin at the American Airlines Theater on September 19th and is scheduled to run through December 8th. On Tuesday, Deadline reported that Emily Blunt will lead the upcoming film adaptation of John Patrick Shanley's play Outside of Mullingar, now called Wild Mountain Time, like Parsley Sage, Rosemary, and Thyme. She will star opposite Jamie Dornan, John Hamm, Christopher Walken, and Deborah Malloy, who also starred in the original Broadway production in 2014. Filming begins in Ireland later this month. That was and good. Fine- that was really good. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and finally, the Broadway production of Hamilton is welcoming a new Marquis de Lafayette slash Thomas Jefferson. Kyle Scatliff, who previously played the roles on tour, will be taking over the roles on Broadway from last night, September 3rd through September 26th, ostensibly filling in for James Monroe Igelhart's absence around Hercules and maybe a little bit of a, bit of a vacay. Um, I'm assuming Igelhart is coming back. Uh, that hasn't been officially announced. But when I talked to him on Tell Me More, he said he was pulling double duty during hercules rehearsals so it would seem odd that he Mm, was pulling double duty during rehearsals and then peaced out like a week later um anyway speaking of jmi apparently he and hamilton broadway and tour alum nick walker are having a bit of a good-natured social media feud head over to their (laughs) socials to check it out but lin-manuel miranda himself now back from his twitter vacation uh even got into the mix and said that uh Nick Walker got a hold of the contact sheet for the Broadway production, and that is not what that's for. So um, <laughs> it was very funny. It's always good to have Lynn Man back on Twitter, but uh, oh, yeah, I missed uh, so. all
1: that. I yeah. I did get to see all I did see uh, Lin-Manuel talking about what role he should play in the Meryl movie though.
0: Yes, well, and then was it you? Yeah, you you tweeted that they're going to have to put Sondheim in a cameo because he's going to be long dead by the time can't, the movie comes out.
1: Please give me a you know a warning before you say things Sorry. like that. <laughs> but yeah, I can't, can't wait in twenty thirty nine to burst out into hysterics from a walk on role. Later.
0: Like I don't know. I mean, like could they? Because they're starting at the very beginning. Like yeah what i don't i can't think of any roles like maybe they just throw in like a landlord like sondheim's playing the super in the building that they live in i was gonna
1: say they're gonna do what they did on six by sondheim and he's gonna uh, he's gonna play the casting uh
0: yeah well doesn't that isn't that the the producer that ends up later in the show Uh, oh
1: yeah uh, that's very true yeah so
0: he ain't gonna be around for that although lynn could probably do that do the jason alexander mm, role from the original
1: mm, i like it i like it
0: All right. Well, that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt Ashley. Where can people find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Know This Is Ashley.
0: All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Hump Day episode. We're going to have a, a little bit of. I'm going to be gone on Friday's episode because I'm seeing a local production of Avita. Um, so, Ashley, if she wins Hercules, she won't be here tomorrow. So, um, it'll yeah. just be. Um... Uh, a little bit of a mix the rest it'll of this a, week. Yeah,
1: it'll be chaos. It's fine.
0: Yeah, it's fine. Well, fortunately for? fortunately, there is no Hurricane Dorian chaos on my end um, and, and, and yes. thankfully it looks like the majority of this storm is heading out to sea. Um, might hit a little bit north in the Carolinas, but fortunately for everybody on the coast of Florida while there will obviously be winds and heavy rains and stuff, the bulk of the storm is staying away from the coast, which is always a good thing. So. Very good, yeah. Anyway, that's all we've got for today. Have a great Wednesday and Somebody will be back to talk to you on two, on third. Well, I have no idea what's going. On.
1: <laughs> Someone I'll will be back around. someday.
0: Someday. <laughs>
1: <laughs>